Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the program. Glad to have you tuned on what is a warm but beautiful weekend morning and a great day for gardening, great time of year for gardening. It uh, is supposed to be fall, so we, we can talk about fall color, which uh, this year may be brown. It's dry across much of Texas. We can talk about that. We can talk about landscaping and fall landscaping and why it is such a great time for uh, improving your landscape. Give me a call, won't you please? Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones and doing all the intelligent stuff, and I'm answering the garden questions, trying to be intelligent about that as well. It's a toll-free number anywhere you can hear me live on this Saturday morning, 888-256-1080 for the TSN Lawn and Garden Hour. That's 888-256-1080. The Texas Lawn and Garden Hour is up and running, and we welcome you to our program. Uh, whatever I can do to help you, I'd look forward to that opportunity very, very much. Uh, there are lots of things to be talking about. We can talk about fertilizing your lawn and your landscape. We can talk about planting, talk about root pruning. We can talk about bulbs, talk about pansies. Uh-uh, not yet. We can. It's too early. Talk about anything. We have one call, but we have a couple of open lines, so this is your chance to call. And I will tell you also that many of our stations... Uh, rebroadcast high school football games on Saturday mornings. There are some games already playing and, and uh, in college, and some of the stations carry those. If you're listening to this broadcast and um, uh, able to hear me, then you are among the chosen few. And so this is really your best chance to call 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Let's talk. Let's talk about the plants at your place. I've been doing this program for about 35 years. We broadcast uh, under normal circumstances to about 35 stations from the Panhandle all the way to the uh, uh, to Corpus Christi, uh, from uh, Alpine all the way to Crockett. That is a really diverse uh, set of cities and, and gardens and climates, and I enjoy it very much. The first few weeks that I was doing this program, I was a little bit intimidated by my home state. I've lived here all but a few years when I was going to school at Ohio State. I transferred from A&M to Ohio State uh, just because the horticulture department, floriculture, greenhouse work was so strong at that time in, in Ohio, and that was what I thought I wanted to do. I ended up coming back to Texas to work for the Extension Service and have been here ever since, but uh, I, I love my home state. It's just a it's a bunch to say grace over, you know, but I enjoy doing it. And the more weeks that I put under my belt starting 35 years ago with this program, the more I realized I enjoy this challenge. Marilyn and Quitman will be our first call up in just a moment, but let's get our first break out of the way and then we'll go to her and hopefully to you right afterwards. Call us now. Again, Jared will catch your call and then you'll be ready to go on the air. 888-256-1080. For the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and my goodness, I would love to put a copy of it in your mailbox, and that's how it works. This is a, a small business venture. This is not out of some mega publisher somewhere in New Jersey or Los Angeles. This is out of my garage, out of my home. Uh, for a long time, we had them in the dining room, and um, that didn't go over too well. When <laughs> When I took delivery of 2,000 books into the dining room, my wife said, I believe it's time to find 
another place. And so I put uh, an AC unit into the garage and a dehumidifier and cleaned out uh, some of my things out there, put up some nice tables, and Zeus the dog and I signed books in the garage. It's okay. It's not, this is not a wine party. Uh, it's a great place, and I'd love to do that for you. Neil's phrase, Lone Star Gardening. Not in stores, not on Amazon, because I wanted to sign every copy, uh, and I'm happy to sign them, box them, and take them to the post office. Now, this book is only $34.95. That's an incredibly low price for a hardback printed in Texas with 840 photographs in it, 344 pages of high-quality paper. And uh, let me describe the book to you. It has seven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening, things you need to know to get started, to be successful. Talks about the soils of Texas and the climate zones of Texas, hardiness zones, and why the most recent hardiness zone map from the USDA, I think, is in error. And I'll bet they revise it heavily the next time they do it. They do it about every 20 years. So that's chapter one. Chapter two, I have never put in a book before. I've had other chapter two uh, entries into my books. <laughs> you you kind of have to, you know. But uh, I've never had a calendar, a 48-page calendar, four pages per month that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all your plants. When you hear the question, Neil, when should I do this or that, that's in the in this chapter then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables and it covers them in great detail in fact they're uh, they're covered in text and they're covered in charts that tell you all the details you need to uh, to have when you start making selections now the book is uh, sold to you satisfaction guaranteed or i'll give you a full refund no questions asked I've not been asked to refund on any of the 81, let me see, 81,000 copies that I have signed to date. Here are the two ways you can order it since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You order it either from my website or you call my office. If you want to learn more about the book, you can go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com and order it right now. That's the best way to do it, better way. The other way is to call my office during the, the week, weekday hours, and uh, that is 800-752-GROW. That $34.95 is an incredibly low reduced price. Order it now. While I still have supplies, I encourage you to do so. That's 800-752-4769, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression, and jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. And it was during that time that the great company named Mueller started making metal products. Well, now here we are 93 years later, and the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products. Mueller understands what it means to weather the storms. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in Texas. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's much longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's been made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com. Learn more and find a location near you. 
you'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 36 locations. They're Mueller. They're made in America. And they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Kelly Robinson and I have been friends for 35 years or more. We were talking the other day, and we're not sure. We don't know. We were there. We don't know. Uh, so anyway, we have a couple of lines open still. 888-256-1080. Don't be timid. Don't be timid. It's painless to call the program. 888-256-1080. Marilyn and Quitman, thank you for calling. How can I help you this morning? Good morning. Um, I'm planning, or I'm hoping, to plant Oakland holly as a screen uh, this fall, but I need to get a clarification about how wide it grows. Uh, in your Q&A section in your um, online newsletter, you you responded to a, a person who wanted to replace a Japanese yew, and you said it grew three to four feet, that, that the Oakland holly grew three to four feet wide, but in your book you say it grows eight feet wide, and so I'm a little confused. Can you help me? I think I'd be confused. That's quite a disparity. It could be maintained at four feet. I don't, uh, I should not have said three. That would be too, too columnar. Um, it could be maintained at four feet. They get wider than, than four feet if you leave them unpruned. Uh, people who want Japanese use have a, uh, in, in many cases, they, and, and folks, I'm, tra- I'm talking about Podocarpus now, the false Japanese you. Um, those folks have the vision of something like an Italian cypress or a skyrocket juniper. And in many cases, uh, they have tried those and had them fail because of disease or spider mites or some other thing. And then we're thinking, okay, is there anything that's going to grow? And then they try the Japanese U. And Oakland holly is the best, really upright, narrow plant we have. It's not as columnar as, as the other things I just mentioned. And that's why I try to encourage them if you, if you prune it. And, and if you don't cram them together too tightly, you can, you can keep it at, at four feet by eight or ten feet. Um, and Marilyn, I'll tell you, if, if you let it grow wide and where you are farther east in better soil, it will grow fairly large. You look it up online and, and uh, in the Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, East Texas area, it will get 8 feet and it will get uh, 15 feet tall. It hasn't been around a long time. It's been around um, about 20 or 25 years, so we're finding out some things about it. It's a beautiful holly. It's slower growing than some of the others. Um, you know, for example, if somebody needs a, a big screen for privacy, for real privacy, I always will recommend Nellie R. Stevens holly if they want it to be 20 feet tall or 18 feet tall and, and dense and 8 or 9 feet or 10 feet wide. It's going to get there quick, more quickly, and it's it's really going to be nice and dense. Oakland holly will take half again as long or twice as long. Okay, all right. I have an LER. Did I, did I just give the, you more information? The, the computer blew up on us. 
Uh, no, no, not at all. I okay. just, um, I don't know that I want anything as tall as an L.E.R. Stevenson. I thought an Oakland might be a better choice. They're um, beautiful, and they are very, um, very elegant. Uh, the the okay. next one down in the, on the other side, going back to that other side of the teeter-totter, uh, would be uh, willow leaf holly, which is also called needlepoint. It looks like Nellie R. Stevens holly, but it doesn't get as tall. But I'm not I'm not fixed on that side of that that seesaw. If if you like Oakland, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. It's beautiful. Or well, Oakland, I haven't. It's, it's um, I just Oakland. yeah. I I I was just going by what you had said in the book about mm -hmm. it making such a good screening plant, and that's really what I was interested in, but. Uh, I do want one that gets, you know, wider than the, the four feet or so. So um, Yeah, that's pretty narrow. I agree. That's yeah. So um, I just, uh, I, I hope I can find it uh, locally, you know, maybe in Tyler. Equipment uh, doesn't have much in the way of garden centers, but no, uh, maybe. I don't think you'll uh, have any trouble. I think if you, uh, uh, owing to where you are, how far are you from, from Chandler, Edom, from Blue Moon? Not so far. They could order uh, it for you if they don't have it. Okay, okay, yeah, that that's that probably wouldn't be very much further than than Tyler is. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that that's a that's a good idea. I haven't been over there in a long, long time. They, that's a great gardening place. place. Aren't they yeah. wonderful? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, they've got everything. Yes. Well, thank you, Neil. Right. I appreciate it. Well, you you are very welcome. Thank thanks all. I enjoyed that very much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. See how easy that is, folks? It's not painful. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. I had a, a good friend when I moved to Dallas County in 1970 as the Dallas County Extension Horticulturist. When you are in extension work, you, um, uh, you, you have, or at least I had at that point for the seven years, well, the three years that I worked in the county position, I had a program building committee, which is like an advisory committee. And one of my members was Steve Dodd, the late Steve Dodd. Uh, Steve was wonderful. I ended up, just to learn the nursery industry a little better, I ended up working for Steve on Saturdays. I don't believe I was paid. I think I did it just pro bono to, to learn a little bit more about uh, the things that they encountered. I, I had two degrees in horticulture. It wasn't like I needed the education, but this was before the, the uh, certified nursery program. And uh, he, he would laugh and he'd say, I'm a Holly uh, fanatic. He had other words. All right. Well, I'll tell you how it is. If you had to pay for this, you talk about toll-free, if you had to pay for this and then suddenly the host dropped out, I'm sitting here broadcasting and I get the message, can't hear you. And uh, I'm looking and it's, every, my meter's fine, I'm hearing everything and I get that message. So I'll tell you what, I, uh, I will resume the conversation that you may or may not have heard, probably didn't in a moment, but uh, first I, I'm going to go ahead and, and Jared, I'm going to drop an ad in so that that break will be completed and you don't have to go anywhere after this ad. Is that all right? Jared? All right. He says, all right. I got to hear, I got to hear voices in my head to know that I'm doing the right thing. So I heard voices. I'm going to tell you about Fertilone right now because they deserve 
uh, a lot of credit and uh, they are a wonderful sponsor so let me tell you about fall feeding because that is a critical time for feeding and we'll do that and then we'll go back to a couple of commentaries before i do that though i do want to give you the phone number because i'm i'm kind of searching for phone calls uh, i hung up on on my internet connection uh, there and if we had calls i may have dumped them 888-256-1080 please call right now 888-256-1080 so fertilome fall feeding is one of the most critical feeding times for your lawn a well-fed healthy lawn can better endure the hardships of winter do we have hardships in texas oh yeah so prepare it soon with Fertilome Winterizer for established lawns. Number of years ago, listen to this, folks. Fertilome's people used the findings of university studies in Texas and elsewhere to design this winterizer product specifically for our lawns in Texas. Fertilome is a Texas-based company. Fertilome Winterizer has a 10-0-14 analysis. It's formulated to convert quickly and easily into stored nutrition that feeds your lawn throughout the harsh winter months. Fertilome Winterizer builds winter hardiness, stem strength, and disease resistance in lawns. It's safe on all lawn types. Just water it in right after you apply it. The lawns fed Fertilome Winterizer in the fall are among the first to green up in the spring. Fertilome Winterizer for established lawns can be found at independently owned garden centers, feed stores, and nurseries all over Texas. It's a Texas-based product, and they work with independent retail garden centers, feed stores, and uh, hardware stores. That's why I'm proud to recommend to you the Fertilome products. I hope you'll ask for it by name. It is Fertilome Winterizer. That was the message I, I needed to get in so we've done that again if you'd like to call i'd love to hear from you it's 888-256-1080 what i was starting to tell you was uh, about my friend uh, steve dodd with dodd's garden center steve had been a president of the texas nursery and landscape association back when it was called texas association of nurserymen and he was the most wonderful uh, mentor uh, to me when I was learning uh, the ropes of extension work with uh, Texas A&M in Dallas County. And Steve was one of six brothers, I believe it was six, from Sims, Alabama. He was the only one who came into Texas. The rest stayed there. And that family has always been known for having outstanding nursery stock. Um, and uh, they grow hollies. They have always grown hollies. And, and Steve admitted to being a holly fanatic, a holly freak. And he gave me my first Nellie R. Stevens holly. He said, you will like this very much. And they kind of introduced that into the commercial trade back in the early 60s. And uh, so I uh, have always remembered the encouragement that he gave me in the early 70s to recommend hollies. Because wherever you are, if a holly will grow for you, that will be your best landscape shrub. And you'll have many to choose from no matter where you are, whether you're in West Texas or in East Texas. The folks in East Texas, those of you who live there in the acidic soils, have scores of hollies that will do well for you. Those of us who have alkaline soils have fewer, but uh, those that we do uh, use are the best shrubs we can find. So that's what I wanted to wanted to tell you. And, and 
I have about 35 kinds of hollies in my landscape, and they have served me very, very well. All right, we are going to go to Tim in Abilene. Thank you, uh, uh, by the way, for listening to that and for calling. I hope uh, the rest of you will also feel motivated to give a call, 888-256-1080. Tim in Abilene, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, I have a oak yes. tree in my front yard, and I had a big water leak underneath it, which is my irrigation system for my lawn, and I cut two or three big roots to get to it, and now, I don't know, I may have cut another water line, and I am just wondering, how many roots is it going to take for me to kill that tree? I, I don't know where to stop. Pro pro probably a lot more than you have, but stop as soon as you can. How large okay. is the tree in trunk diameter? Uh, uh, a foot or two I would say four inches four inches all right so yeah. you could you could maybe not quite reach around it thumb to thumb all the way around with your fingertips uh right that's about right okay i haven't seen and, your hands but i can't i'm gesturing here or, right. yeah and uh, how how many roots did you cut and how large were they well i cut probably three roots and they were probably uh one and a half to two inches in diameter some of them and then oh maybe one or two of them are a little smaller than that but it just seems to have roots all over the place underneath they will yeah. they will and how far away from the trunk were those roots that you cut oh not very far i'm going to say seven to eight inches yo all on the same side yes Okay. Tim, if you were if you were to dig and transplant that tree, you would be cutting roots. And, and you see trees that size dug and, and brought into commercial landscapes, and they succeed. Um, I don't okay. know that they do it seven inches away from the trunk, but, yeah. but you've only done it on one side. And there are a lot of roots that are, are uh, I mean, you, you've cut maybe 120 degrees worth of roots, and there are another... I'll do my math quickly here, 240 degrees worth of roots that are still unaffected. Um, so I think your tree's going to be fine. What you could okay. do would be to thin the tree out to take some of the, the, the demand off the roots that remain. Uh, just thin it out over the wintertime to uh, uh, just take some of the foliage out. Uh, don't leave stubs, remove branches, just small branches, uh -huh. uh, broomstick okay. size. And uh, if you had to do this at any given time of the year, you could not have picked a better time to do it because uh, because the tree has gotten through most of the summer other than today, <laughs> this day, this crazy yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's going to get cooler, and so it's not going to need the water and the roots as much as it would have had this happened in June. Um, it has six months now to regrow roots and, and kind of get caught up before next summer. Um, and, and so that's very beneficial. So I, I think you'll be okay. I would. Okay. I, if it ever happened again, if you, you don't want to have, I'll tell you one thing I would do. You don't want to have roots that close to a water line, especially with a live oak, because live oak roots are, are near the surface. That's the way they grow. You're finding that out. Um, uh, yeah. And they are, they are buttressing roots. You might want to consider um, 
coming around that tree. It, I know it would put L's in the in the water line, but maybe you go back six or eight feet. And, I've thought about and, that. Yeah. Uh, purposely go out farther around it. Yes. Loop in the in the water line. It wouldn't have yes. to be a ninety degree. It could be a forty five degree that just goes out and around. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. The way they see is uh, so. Well, Neil, thank you very, very much. I think you'll be okay. I would put a root stimulator fertilizer. It's going to be a liquid uh, high phosphorus fertilizer. I'd put that on it once a month now through uh, this time next year. And uh, even though we tell you never to put phosphorus on a, on a, a lawn uh, in Texas because we have too much phosphorus, that would be a water-soluble phosphorus, and it will be used by the tree. It'd be okay on that. And, uh, and just keep it moist next summer. Don't let it get dry, and it'll be fine. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for the call. All righty. Uh, that opens a line. That just joins the other open lines, 888-256-1080. I get very philosophical in the fall because we have all kinds of stuff that people are doing. I mean, you're, you're watching football. You're, you may be listening to football on, on some of the stations that normally carry me on Saturdays. Um, it just, I don't take this personally. I understand. People are out doing stuff in their yard right now, and uh, or they're at the nursery or whatever. So, But if you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. It's 888-256-1080. This is the time to fertilize your lawn. It's the time to fertilize your ground cover and your shrubs and trees to get them as, uh, as healthy and, and well uh, cared for as possible going into the winter time. It's time as you begin to pick up leaves, a lot of leaves are falling already. Mulch those and use them, put them through a mulching mower, I mean, and bag them. Um, if, if that's too much to bag, uh, blow them and, and uh, then somehow capture them. Don't uh, send them off to the landfill, whatever you do. Don't throw them away and don't burn them. You can't burn anyway, good grief. But put them beneath the, the shrubs as a mulch or, or put them um, around your perennials. Uh, work them into the vegetable garden. Uh, you would really want to have them mulched if you do that. But put them to use. That's valuable organic matter that you can recycle. If you have some weed seeds in them, I would put them in the compost pile first for a few months uh, to uh, compost the weed seeds out of the way, maybe even for six months. Uh, but anyway... Uh, this is time to fertilize. It is uh, past the time to plant new grass. It's too late. Uh, it would not be too late to plant fescue. It would not be too late to plant ryegrass. But if you put out a pre-emergent uh, application, pre-emergent granules to stop the winter weeds, don't bother putting out the uh, the fescue or the ryegrass because they're not going to germinate properly for you. So those are things to think about. All right, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my book. And I can get it in your hands by the end of the week if you'll uh, call uh, Monday through Friday. But the, the really better way is to uh, order it on my website because that's uh, the one that we clear off first and the books that I sign first. This is a book that I wrote because I just was not happy with the, the books that I had done through publishing houses. I wanted to self-publish this so I could have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. They are two ladies with whom I had worked and 
had great results. They're just fabulous and talented. And uh, this book has uh, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It illustrates what I'm trying to, to get across. Everything I have said, everything I have written in a 50-year career in Texas horticulture is captured in this book. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. And chapters 3 through 11 are detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that available to you in one book. It's like an encyclopedia right there at your fingertips in one book. And uh, it's a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed at Clear Visions in, uh, in, San, in, uh, in San Antonio, on the north side of San Antonio. I went to 42 press checks to make sure the book looked exactly the way I wanted it. I'm not obsessive. I tell myself that 30 or 40 times a day. So that's the reason that I'm really happy to put this book in your hands. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. Only $34.95. I brought that price down to help you get the book at a very affordable price. I decided, you know, that, that eats up the price rise that I'm having to pay, but that's okay. I'm good with that. Satisfaction fully guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you spend. No questions asked. It has not happened in the 81,000 copies that I have sold so far. I'll sign your copy as it sells, as it sells. And uh, so here are the two ways you can order it. It's not in stores and not on Amazon uh, because I do want to sign the book. You order it either from my website or by calling my office. The office phone number weekdays is 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. And the website is neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you much. We need, now have three calls, so I'm going to try to get to everybody, and I'll move quickly. Let's go to Cindy in Grapeland. Cindy, thanks for calling. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? We've got some spots in our St. Augustine, and we've been told they're dollar spots. Looking for a fungicide to treat with. All right. Uh, I have had St. Augustine all of my life, and I've been answering these questions all of my life, it seems like, and I don't recall having dollar spot be a, a problem. Uh, how large are the spots, Cindy? Oh, they started out pretty small, but they're getting big quickly. How large? Mm, probably about a foot and a half now. That sounds more like brown patch, which is also called large patch. The way you tell if that's what you have, and this is the time of year that it will begin to show up, the way you, are they, are they fairly round? No. No, I wouldn't say right. they're round, no. All right. Well, the way you can rule out brown patch or large patch is by pulling on the blades, just the blades. And if they separate easily, uh, look down at the bottom of the leaves, the blades, and see if they are rotted where they attach to the runners. If they are, then that would be brown patch. And uh, I'll give you a fungicide name in a moment. Um, okay. That will control that. 
the other possibility then, uh, the only other common problem uh, in the, well, and, and take all root rot is another fungus that will show up in the fall. Uh, it's primarily in the spring, but we're seeing it more and more in the fall. Both of those can be controlled by the same fungicide, and that is one with a very a very difficult name. It's azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. To simplify things, I'll tell you that it's only sold to consumers under the, the one brand name, and that is uh, Scott's uh, Halts. Um, and and uh, 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 I'm sorry, Scott's Disease X. I'm giving you the wrong product. Scott's Disease X, E-X. And if you, uh, if you want to go to my website, neilsperry.com, I have St. Augustine Diagnostics there, and you can kind of match up what you're seeing with what I've put on my homepage, St. Augustine Diagnostics, and that's at neilsperry.com. Uh, it will take me 30 minutes to help get any closer uh, just by describing. If these just showed okay. up, it's one of the, the two of those, my guess would be. The other thing you need to think about, although it's too big for that, no, never mind. I was going to say, uh, sometimes you'll have, uh, you'll have dogs in a, in a yard that a, a female dog will cause spots, but they're not going to be 18 inches wide. They'll be three or four inches wide. Anyway, yeah, that's, I need that's to, not I need to keep problem. moving to get to the other calls now since everybody called at the end of the program. But but I would guess it's one of those two things. Go to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L, uh, alphabetic order, Sperry, and uh, you'll you'll uh, be able to kind of key in on it that way. I appreciate your call very, very much. Let me go to Ed and Corpus. Uh, yeah, Ed and Corpus Christi. Let me try that. I think I can do that fairly quickly. Ed, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Ed. The branch and stuck it in the stuck it in the pot. Uh, several and grew real well. And I'm going to take this to the ranch. It's a it's a this champanel is a grape. Oh, champanel grape. Okay, it it didn't kick in right away. Okay. Uh, all right. It's How in a I large pot. I uh, want to take it to the ranch. So I want to know when is a good time to do that, or if is that possible to do. It's possible to do. You'll have to have a water source when you get it there, and you'll need to put it on a support where you can train it. You don't just plant it and let it go wild. But yes, don't want to put it on the fence. Done, bro. Best time to yeah, and, and if you'll prune it, uh, and all those details are pretty lengthy to describe here on a phone call. But uh, yeah. best time to plant would probably be during the winter dormant season. Sometime, sometime after it's bare, I would say December or January. And then just okay. really be diligent to watering it. Okay. All right. Thank you, much. Thank you. All right. Thank you much. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right. I have Sue and Brenham uh, with a blight killing trees, and I'll come right back to you, Sue. Stay with me. Whatever you do, stay with me. I'm going to tell you about my electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays right after 6 p.m. I enjoy eGardens very much. And it's Neil Spray's eGardens. The only way you can get it is to sign up for it. It is free and always will be. I will never spam you. I do not give or sell your email address to anybody. You don't have to worry about signing up for it. I've never had, in 19 and a half years of doing it, I've never had one complaint from anybody about getting a, a thing they didn't want. 
and that's with more than 80,000 people subscribing to it. So I think you're pretty safe. Uh, we have five stories in every eGardens. One of them is a featured plant of the week for that time of year. One of them is always gardening this weekend where I point out the things that you need to do at that time. And uh, then one of them is the question and answer section where I answer your questions. And that I have expanded greatly. I spend probably half a day to or two-thirds of a day each week just doing that part. And then a couple of other stories as well. Neil Sperry's eGardens, free and always will be. You sign up for it at neilsperry.com, and you can see the most recent issue there. Go to n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Click on eGardens. Let me tell you also about Mueller Steel Buildings for Permanent Storage. Why would you want to pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own your own genuine Mueller building? I would want a Mueller building, wouldn't you? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble, they're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's Standard Series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They are fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Get a free customized building estimate. While you're there, click on their color selector tool. It makes choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. It's MuellerInc.com. More after this message. All right. Thank you very much, Kelly. Let's go to Sue in Brenham. Sue, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. It's a great day in Aggieland. Oh, that's great. Glad to hear it. How can I help? Um, yes. Question about the, the I guess, blight that might be killing all of our trees. Any species, cedar, oak, pecan, pine in this area? Okay. I am unaware of any blight of one particular kind that would be killing more than one species. Okay, so this, whatever it is, it just, it's killing our trees. It starts anywhere, anywhere on the tree, not top, not bottom, just anywhere. And the leaves just start turning brown and, you know, within several weeks, the tree is totally dead. And it spreads Sue, to the trees around. that sounds like drought. That sounds like drought. Uh, it's been, well, that's what I was thinking, but it's been going yeah, on before. That's what before. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's been going on before the drought, or at least well, the summer I, drought. There, There is no disease. I mean, you'd think that would make front page of the newspaper. There is no disease that attacks, uh, th there might be a disease that would attack two kinds of oaks or uh, maybe walnuts and pecans or, or things that are closely related, but not when you start mm -hmm. talking about cedars and oaks. Those are, those are, that's like something killing a goldfish and a horse. It just doesn't happen. Okay. Now, well, drought does and, and, uh, other things could, but 
but they're going to be environmental, not pathologic. Okay, then. We'll just hope for some rain and see if our trees will quit yeah, dying. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And and I'll tell you that the effects of the drought will continue on beyond. Right, uh, yes. We'll, yes. We'll get rain, and you will see, for example, with oaks, hypoxia and canker killing post oaks uh, two or three years after the drought. The drought of 2011, we were still seeing oaks die in 2013-14 from that. Right. No, that's that's not right. a blight. There's no disease involved. I got to run, but I appreciate your call. I think I think we'll be okay, folks. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening.